When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So the Russian model who called Vladimir Putin a psychopath has been found. I know, she went missing about a year ago. And for those of you that thought, oh, well, she went on her anti-Putin social media rant and then uh, didn't show up at the next few events and been missing ever since, it's Vladimir's fault. Wow, are you wrong? Okay, her ex-boyfriend, Dimitri, uh, said that uh, I strangled her. Yeah, Greta, yeah, I couldn't take her anymore. (laughs) Uh, That's not funny. I'm not laughing. Uh, He's now confessed. Uh, He said he he strangled her uh, before driving her 300 miles to this region where they found her in Russia and he put her in the trunk of his car after he stuffed her into a suitcase. He said that uh, he stayed with the body stuffed in the suitcase for a few days in the hotel. And then he also continued to post on her social media account so that people would still think that she was alive. So it had absolutely nothing <laughs> oh my gosh, are you dumb with Vladimir Putin? I mean, it was the boyfriend. And he's confessed, so it couldn't have had anything to do with Vladimir Putin. Duh. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Well, it's soon to be springtime in America. Yes, I know. Uh, Coming up on the 20th of March, 2022, at 11.33 a.m., the sun will cross the equator on its way northward, and we will have springtime. Yay! For those of you listening uh, live or not listening live, today is the 18th of March, 2022, so you still have a couple of days of winter left. But uh, climate change has already made allergy season longer and pollen counts higher. So, uh, uh, you know, just don't think that uh, springtime is going to be better or worse because it's already longer and higher. It's not going to be better or worse, but it is going to be longer and higher. Okay, Uh, there's a few jokes in there, and I'll let you go ahead and write them yourself. Climate scientists at the University of Michigan looked at 15 different plant pollens in the United States and used computer simulations to calculate how much worse allergy season will likely get by the year 2100. It's enough to make allergy sufferers even more (laughs) red-eyed. Um... Warmer weather allows plants to start blooming earlier and keeps them blooming later. Oh, okay. And it's already happening, according to a study a year ago from different researchers that found from 1990 to 2018, pollen has increased and allergy season is starting earlier. So, and these studies also uh, 
wrote in them that uh, it's uh, with much of it, much of it, not all of it, but much of it is because of climate change. So additional carbon dioxide in the air from burning fuels <laughs> such as coal, gasoline, and natural gas helps plant produce more pollen. Oh, yes, of course. So, not only is it climate change, it's also you bastards and your fossil fuels. So, how about you stop using them? Huh? I mean, we're already restricting their use, uh, you know, around the globe. I saw where Alex Epstein tweeted uh, the cause of Europe's energy insecurity, and he's specifically talking about Europe, of course. Uh, was that it rendered, uh, which rendered it uh, impotent against Putin when you restrict domestic fossil fuel production in on the false promise of replacement by unreliable solar and wind, you become dangerously dependent on foreign production. Uh, thank you. Uh, you're no kidding. Uh, Alex stating facts uh, on top of facts. I know I usually don't try to bog you down with facts on this show, but I just felt like uh, it sounded awful familiar to me. Um, let's see. Let me read that again. When you restrict domestic fossil fuel production on the false promise of replacement by unreliable solar and wind, you become dangerously dependent on foreign production. Hmm. Man, now he's, like I said, specifically talking about Europe, but man, does that sound familiar? I don't know exactly where, uh, where, well, where I heard that before, but it sounds familiar. Also, speaking of energy dependence and, you know, high prices and inflation and everything else, I know that, uh, you know, there was a story last week about Americans filling up gas tanks in Mexico. If you live along the border, you're able to, you know, shoot over to Mexico and fill up your gas tanks because it's a little bit cheaper in Mexico than it is here now, which amazing. Then I saw a story in uh, Houston where this minivan would go to gas stations and had the, inside the minivan had a storage tank. This is what makes America great, by the way. Ingenuity. <laughs> so the minivan pulls up in the gas stations over the gas tanks and just kind of sits there. And then they, you know, open up the tank, the ground tanks and to suck out the gas. So they're stealing, they're stealing gas from the gas stations. That is, I mean, completely illegal and wrong, but awesome. Uh, that's smart thinking right there. And then we get the story from DFW where people are selling gas from their house. Wait, what? Yeah. So they're saying that this is, you know, gasoline that is stolen. Oh, okay. So police raided a property in Oak Cliff, which is part of DFW. They found the house was being used as a gas station, and heaven forbid that that happens. Uh, and, you know, look, I, I know. No, I don't want a gas station next to my house. It could blow up, especially if it's not a real one, and, and have every, you know, every, all the mandates that are supposed to happen with the gas tank. I know. I got it. It'll be okay. Okay. They said that uh, hundreds of gallons of gas we're being pumped into an actual gas pump on the property. <laughs> they busted it back in June and it was still, you know, an ongoing operation. That is awesome. That is what makes America great right there. The garage door would open, the hose would come out, they would start filling up. 
<laughs> so the suspects were using a skimmer device they placed on gas pumps that copy credit and credit card information. The information was sent to their cell phones, and then they used the numbers to make fake cards. Then they would immediately use those cards to buy gas to fill up their large containers. See, so, I mean, that they're not... They're stealing it. It's illegal and it's a bad thing. So, you know, I don't want to see that happen anywhere in America. But when uh, when times are tough, the tough get going. And speaking of American ingenuity, and I don't know if they're from America, but the startup company uh, Cooler Screens is now making a little bit of noise as Walgreens and other retailers, and I have not seen these yet, have swapped out the clear fridge and freezer doors. And they're adding these uh, phone computer-like screens showing what's inside. But they're also there for ads, and they're running ads and uh, you know paid advertisements. Everything is sponsored, even your freezer doors. I, I love this idea, I think. Um, the, I know people were pissed because, uh, they're saying they made me watch an ad before they showed me where my pizzas were. Well, you know what? Um, there is a, I, they didn't make you watch the ad and not be able to open the door. Right. So, uh, it might not be the pizza place, but just open the door and just, you know, prop them open. And then when they start having to pay more energy costs for letting the cold air out of the doors, they'll realize, I don't know, maybe the screens weren't worth it. Uh, you know, who knows what will happen. But the digital cooler screens um, are kind of a cool idea. I, I really kind of like it. And I know people, oh, nobody needs a TV screen replacing doors in the cooler aisle. Eh, why not? You're walking down the aisle. And if, you, if you're if you a regular customer, once you realize that it's the fourth door down, uh, you know, watch the ad as you're walking down the aisle. Uh, go to the fourth door down, open it up, grab your pizza and shut up. Continue to shop. And what are you buying the pizza at Walgreens for anyway? <laughs> they racked the price up through the roof at Walgreens. Not that I've looked at their pizza and ice cream prices when I pass by there from time to time. But I'm just saying that uh, I don't know if uh, I don't know if they'll do that at the grocery stores. I mean, that's a huge step, right? When you go into the grocery stores and you have the cooler screens open like that, wow. I mean, according to this, though, they're launching other tests with Kroger. And to get-go convenience stores and at Chevron CVX gas stations. Um, we'll see. I mean, I haven't seen them yet, and I'm not sure. I, you know, I like the idea of it, but I'm not sure that I like it after I use it and after I see it in, you know, operation. But I do like the idea of it because I'm a fan of everything is sponsored. Uh, you know, we everybody made fun of NASCAR. And, uh, you know, all over the cars and all over the racing suits. But I thought it was awesome. And I see where some places are starting to uh, advertise on their school buses, which I was a, I said to do that a hundred years ago. There's no way that the school should be just running around promoting, this belongs to this county school. Man, that should be sponsored. You should be, the Coca-Cola bus should be picking you up, or the popcorn bus, whatever bus, whatever company wants to sponsor the bus, that's the bus that you take. Or maybe it's multiple sponsors. So I see that starting to happen, actually, uh, around, uh, at least I see some, some, some buses with ads on them here in Texas. And, you know, yesterday I talked about, uh, oh man, 
I kind of have to apologize, but not really. So I went to see the Batman yesterday, and we'll talk about that when we get into the break room. But as I was talking about movie theaters and Starbucks partnering with Volvo uh, and having charging stations at Starbucks, and I was wondering why movie theaters don't have the charging stations at them. They should make a big deal about it. Well, the the movie company theater that I went to yesterday, Cinemark, in uh, Fort Worth, Texas, does have chargers there. Now, I'm told that's not in every Cinemark. Okay, so it's just a pick and choose. So I don't know if that has to do with Cinemark or it has to do with this particular uh, subcontractor that owns that particular Cinemark or the mall people who had them put in. But it should be a big deal with the AMC theaters and the Cinemark theaters. Make a big deal. I mean, look, I'm uh, I'm not for the electric cars. I mean, we still should be using fossil fuels to, uh, you know, I want to put uh, petrol in my automobile and I want to be able to go, but at a reasonable price. But if we're going to go all in, go all in. Let's go. Bring them in. Bring those charges. What a perfect place to do it. Plug in. Go see a movie when you're going to see a movie and, uh, you know, you're, you're charged. You're good to go. Another thing I was thinking about, too, one of the things that I need to look into, and I don't have the answer right now, so I apologize as we get ready to go into the break room, but I think that we need to, and this is going to be a government thing, and I don't want it to be a government thing, but are all the charging stations universal? I don't have an electric car, so if you you know email me, chewingthefatattheblaze.com, and you could tell me, they're all universal, Jeff. Are you an idiot? Yes. Yes, I am. But I don't know if they're all universal because if Volvo is partnering with Starbucks to have a specific Volvo charger at Starbucks, that makes me think that the chargers are not universal. That, my friends, is another problem in and of itself. Anyway, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink. And I have the new Coca-Cola Starlight ready to test and see if it's actually worthy from Coca-Cola. Anyway, let's go to the break room. Okay, uh, let's try the old Coca-Cola Starlight, the limited edition, by the way. Now, remember, we talked about this, I don't know, earlier this month. And uh, they were, you know, made the big promo of the limited edition Coca-Cola Starlight. And they say that it's uh, red hue sparkles with a cooling sensation that has been transformed by the magic of space. Transport yourself to a new galaxy with each dip. Discover the sensation before it's gone. Okay, well, let's see if it evokes a feeling of a cold journey to space. <laughs> Reminiscent of stargazing around the campfire. Okay. Oh, yeah. Come to Papa with the Coca-Cola Starlight. Now, I will say, this is the Starlight Coca-Cola, not the Starlight Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. <laughs> My wife didn't get me the zero sugar. So uh, this one is uh, 50 milligrams of sodium, 
65 grams of carbs, total sugars, 65 grams, included 65 grams of added sugar. <laughs> uh, protein, now not a significant source of, uh, of a saturated fat, trans fat, cholesterol, fiber, vitamin D, calcium, iron, or potassium. Zero grams of protein, calories 240, serving size one bottle, which is amazing that they're still saying that it's a one serving as the bottle. Look, two servings. All right, Coca-Cola regular Starlight. Oh, my gosh. I feel like I'm in, uh, uh, reminiscent of stargazing around a campfire. And I, I think... A feeling of a cold journey to space has been evoked. <laughs> mm. All right, I got to try the zero sugar one. Because uh, this is okay. I can't figure it. It's like cotton candy. That's what it was was being described as. Some kind of candy sweetness. It's not as good as the Coca-Cola zero sugar, though. So I want to try the Starlight zero sugar one. Mm. But wash it down with a zero sugar just to get that taste out of my mouth. I guess that doesn't bode well for it, does it? All right, we'll take care of another uh, little piece of business. Uh, I was becoming the bingo whisperer here on Chewing the Fat. Uh, you know, the bingo game uh, during uh, Pat Gray Unleashed, a show which is, of which I'm a part of, uh, for sure, at least a couple times a week, Wednesday and Friday, and I fill in for Pat, and I sit in for Keith. And, uh, you know, we just, I'm a big part of the show, and, and I, I love being a part of that show. But they have a bingo game, and if you're the first person to get bingo, we do clips, audio clips, or our words, and you get bingo, and you can see the bingo card uh, pinned to at Pat Unleashed Twitter account. And if you, uh, you know, get bingo, then you call in and you win a prize. But uh, apparently, uh, Mr. Gray is going to start doing this overtime show on Blaze TV. And during that show, he's going to do what I was doing as the bingo whisperer by giving away, you know, all the squares that were done that day during the show. So I have to, I have to, I have to murder the bingo whisperer. Uh, the bingo whisperer has to go away because I, I can't. I can't take it away from the Blaze television show, okay? So, I know. I know what you're thinking. Uh, what a loser I am. I know. I know. Sorry, okay? But you got one week of it. You're welcome for that. Okay? All right. Good. Have a nice day. All right. So, I uh, went to see Batman, the Batman, yesterday at theaters. Uh, boy, uh, it was not as bad as the bad reviews said. I I kind of enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. It was fine. Uh, it's a it's long, it's, you know, almost three hours long. I will say that it didn't feel as long as Endgame. Now Endgame was a little bit longer, I think, by like ten minutes or something like that. But uh, boy, it did not feel as long as Endgame. I mean, by the time we got to the end of Endgame, it was like. Thank you, Jesus. And I wasn't, I was, I was okay with, uh, you know, the, the two hours and 56 minutes or whatever it was for, uh, this new, the Batman Pattinson as Bruce Wayne and Batman was not bad. I mean, he was okay. I didn't think he was terrible. I, Paul Dano as the Riddler was really good. Andy Serkis out of the gorilla, out of the ape suit. As Alfred, I you know I enjoyed him. 
we had uh, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, who she played was Catwoman before in the Lego movie Batman, right? And she was okay. Yeah, you know, she's not, whatever. Uh, but one of the characters, you know who's got a great body of work now is Jeffrey Wright. He was uh, Gordon uh, in the in this movie. And uh, wow, he I mean, that guy is awesome. And also, we got a, a sneak peek. Of, oh, man, this, this is going to have to be spoilers, right? <laughs> all right. So, hey, all right, I don't care. I'm telling you spoilers. That, that's just the way it is. So, I just like, you know, you, you all know the character. So, Barry Keegan was in the movie as well. And he's at the very end, and he's in the same crazy house as um, the Riddler. And he's another character uh, that we're that he's playing, you know, as the you know the one with the uh, somebody calls him, you know, you know, like when somebody tells you a joke. And Colin Farrell was uh, the Penguin. He was made up to be the Penguin. That was, uh, you know, wow, really, really big makeup uh, on Colin. John Turturro was Falcone. I mean, he played, you know, I, I, he's you know always. I don't know that he's always great, but he's always good, and I enjoyed his work, no question. So I enjoyed it. I thought it was worth it. Uh, you know, it was fun. I, I, let me rephrase that. If it wasn't for uh, Maximus and my daughter, we got to see Batman. We got to see the Batman. We got to go see the Batman. I would have waited for the release on HBO Max, which is coming now in, I don't know, 30 or 40 days from now. I would have waited. I could have done it. I could. I could have done it. But they did not want to do that. So I gave in. Yeah, I gave in as a weak, sad father and uh, and went to see it at the theaters. Now let's talk a little bit about uh, Cinemark, the theater that I went to to see it in. All right. Uh, we went to the big X screen, which, you know, the larger screen, which was cool. It's fine. And, you know, you buy your tickets and you, you know, reserve seating. Now, no one checked that we get your tickets and there's nobody taking tickets. There's no, you know, their rules are you have to wear a mask unless you're vaccinated. Nobody, it's not like they have the Cinemark police at the front door. They're, you know, you just, you're in. You got your tickets, you go in, they scan you, give you your tickets, and then you go. And so there's still a million dollars for goods, uh, you know, at the, at the theater, popcorn, soda, whatever snacks you have. It's just under, it was just under a million dollars. Uh, for what we got to, to eat during the movie. There were 8 million previews. At one point, I really did think that we weren't going to get to the movie until today. Uh, I was like, okay, enough with the freaking previews, okay? I mean, I like the previews to a point, but I'm here to see the movie. Let's get on with it. Uh, they, the seats that we were in ha- are uh, have the footrests that come out electronically. A little disappointed in those uh not that comfortable they don't go up high enough for me uh the, the back thing was not quite as uh you know good and comfortable they do have heaters in them i found that out uh, uh you know by mistake because as i'm sitting there my my lower body is starting to get really hot i know you're welcome and I start burning up, and I'm afraid I'm going to catch fire. <laughs> I don't realize what, but you know, what makes it. I thought I put the legs down, 
because I thought maybe that's what turned them on. You know, the legs are up, so that fires up the heat on the back. I put the legs down. It was still cranking. I, you know, I, I ordered some eggs to cook on my back. And uh, then my daughter says, uh, it's in the side, it's in the side, it's in the side, she's dead. And so, you know, there for a while, though, a little concerned. Didn't know if I was going to have to get up and move because uh, I didn't know if the chair was going to burst into flames. It got, got so hot. But uh, a little bit of an issue with the Cinemark seating there. Uh, and uh, so there you go. Now, uh, I had someone ask me this morning, what was the best Batman? Now we have to have the rules of the best Batman do we because then you have to talk about all of them and you start getting you start getting into uh well will arnett was batman in the lego batman movie did you mean you already mentioned zoe kravitz was catwoman in that no i know i know i did i did it as a, as a little bit of a joke sorry so you got clooney right as batman uh, his character, he was, uh, you know, then you have then, of course, when you, like I said, you have to talk about everybody then, because then they, uh, they start mentioning people like Lewis G. Wilson. Oh, it was the Batman TV show in 1943. Okay. All right. Yep. Now, what about Robert Lowry as Batman uh, in 1949? What about him? Okay. What about him? All right. Then you have Ben Affleck as Batman. Ooh. Ooh, honey. Uh, Val Kilmer as Batman. <laughs> what about Adam West as Batman on the TV show 66? Okay. All right. I, I don't think we can compare the TV shows to the movies, to the films. But, you know, if you want to do that, you go ahead. You got Pattinson, who I thought wasn't bad. Uh, Kristen Bale. Yeah, Bale was, you know, a decent Batman. Michael Keaton. Not a you know, I I liked him too. I'm not sure now that you know I see the I see the pictures and the and the names. I'm not sure because it's a different timeline, right? This Batman is a younger Batman in the timeline, and so you know a lot of people have a problem with either that was a good Batman, but he wasn't a good Bruce Wayne. But this one he was early on, so you know I I don't know. You can pick and choose all you want, but here's the idea: when you go to the film. Just go to enjoy the film. Don't try to read all their little stupid messages of equity. That's just part. That's modern day stuff. That's what happens in Gotham. Okay, what happens in Gotham stays in Gotham. I think that's the phrase, right? Well, it's a done deal. MGM Studios, more than 4,000 film titles. I know, more than 17,000 TV episodes. I know. It doesn't say here how many employees that MGM has, but right now, it is a done deal. They are now part of Amazon. So the Amazon didn't indicate any layoffs yet. But Amazon is, uh, on, I mean, this puts them uh, way out front for a while. I mean, that gives 25, I mean, they have 25,000 hours of, of content to add to Amazon Prime. Holy cow. 
I mean, they've got, uh, they, they took over Zappos, they took over Quincy, they took over Twitch, they've got Kiva, they took over, uh, and now MGM, and they took, and they have Whole Foods, so you'll be able to watch a movie, and, uh, or maybe watch something on Twitch, and then, uh, you know, go ahead and have some food, too. Uh, it might, amazing. It won't be long now. I'm, I wonder if Amazon Prime will break away now and just be like MGM Prime. Well, it's just got to have the Amazon, MGM Studios, Amazon Studios, and that'll be what streams. So they're going to split apart. I, I have a this is bad feeling that they're going to split apart Amazon Prime goods and services and the film and content division is going to be separate. They're going to make me pay twice for what I only been paying once for. So we'll see. I mean, they got a deal. Uh, they did get a deal for the studios. They only paid $8.5 billion. So that seems like a fair price. <laughs> the U.S. Federal Trade Commission did not oppose the deal. The EU said, uh, yeah, fine, go ahead. Go ahead. So Bezos is uh, sitting pretty. He's not the CEO anymore, Jeff. I know, but he is the guy. So congratulations to uh, Amazon for getting just a tad bit bigger. But, you know, bigger isn't always better. I saw where the woman who had the 28H bust, she uh, had them reduced. She finally found a doctor to perform the procedure, and she claims she is much happier with her size. The 28C breasts. So good for her. Congrats. Good for her. She said uh, she, uh, you know, they gave her headaches and she had uh, all kinds of problems because of these monster breasts. And she looks happy. The pictures, she looks happy. I'm a, you know, I'm looking at the recovery. And uh, so she's a disability worker. She claims several surgeons turned her away saying she was too young and needed her hormones to level out. And she said their reasons were always uh, agonizing and terrible, and she didn't like their reasons at all. But she started having all kinds of health problems when she was 16. Her shoulders, the bra stabs, the slouching. She was getting headaches, and so she had the reduction, which is awesome, good for her. You know, a long time ago, 100 years ago, I went to school with a girl, and I can't remember her name for the life of me. You know who you are. I know you're out there listening. Uh, had breast reduction surgery. Because I remember uh, going to the hospital to see. We were, in a, we were in a performing arts class together, so we were performing stuff. And so we, we were close at the time. And I just remember her going through that surgery. And uh, amazingly, she was like, no, it's fine. I have to. They're just... They're just out. I can't. I can't live with them anymore. So that's, I, I, it's, I'm surprised, and I don't know why I'm surprised. I guess I shouldn't be surprised that, you know, many doctors would, oh, no, we can't do that. And it doesn't say anything in this story about, you know, vaccination status, which I'm sure is an issue. I bet that is. She said, it's been life-changing. I feel like I've acquired a whole new body. I'm no longer restricted in my clothing choices and I can grab anything off the rack without even having to try it on. 
knowing that it will fit me. So any intense short-term pain from this reduction surgery, uh, it's going to, uh, it's going to, it's not going to deter me. Okay. And I would encourage other women in similar situations to seek out surgery. You deserve to feel comfortable in your body. You deserve to feel confident in the clothes that you wear. You deserve to be happy. How can you argue with that? You can't. You can't argue with that. And that's exactly why Amy Schumer, you know where you love her, just copped to having liposuction. I know in the picture of her on the cover of The Hollywood Reporter, I mean, she doesn't look terrible. She's 40, and she said that uh, she began to get tired of seeing her body. Amy, I understand (laughs) completely. And she never, she said she never considered plastic surgery. Uh Uh-huh. But she changed her mind following the removal of her uterus and appendix to combat her endometriosis. I healed well and I was like, I can get lipo. Can I get lipo? What do you think? I'm feeling pretty good. I could think I could get lipo. That's why three cuts the clown face. That's the theory. That's what happens. One thing happens and you start thinking, oh, that's not bad. I can get through that okay. And then you get another one. You think, oh, yeah, that's not quite as good as the first one. But I feel a little bit better on that. And then the next one, you're sucking fat out of every part of your body. Can you count liposuction as clown face? Because if you look at Amy, she said, uh, you know, she's got areas to tighten up. Starting to feel, you know, pretty good. But uh, she's doing some lifestyle choices that are better than what they were. And so she just wants to be transparent because that's what Amy Schumer is, is transparent, right? Right. And bless your heart. You deserve it, Amy. You deserve it. I know you were bad-mouthing your boy, Louis C.K., when you're out uh, promoting your new Hulu series, Life and Beth. Huh. She's out talking about how she wants to be transparent and promoting her liposuction. And looks like she's had a little work done to the face, too, with these pictures. But I don't know that she's actually admitted to that. But she was bad-mouthing Louis C.K., and some of the other uh, artists that uh, got canceled. I think they should stay canceled. I don't think those guys should be allowed to come back. Okay. Thanks, Amy. We appreciate it. Take care. I mean, Louis C.K., we know what happened there, right? He was pleasuring himself in front of people. Okay. Um, He asked, as far as I know, he asked to do it. So there were times when people told him no, huh? And then he didn't do it. So, you know, there's that. I'm not going to do what Amy wants me to do, but if you want to, you go ahead. That's what makes this country, this country. Good luck, Amy. Take care. Keep on sucking that fat out, baby. (laughs) 
So the WHO, not the band, has said that, I'm sorry, they've warned, they haven't said, they've warned that rising global cases are just the tip of the iceberg when talking about COVID-19 or the coronavirus. And I don't know, you know, if they're right or wrong, but a few days ago I saw where the wastewater network that monitors uh, COVID-19 trends is warning that cases are once again rising in many parts of the U.S., according to the CDC uh, by uh, their data. More than a third of the CDC's wastewater sample sites across the U.S. showed rising COVID-19 trends in the period ending uh, March 1st. So, I mean, we're more than halfway through March. It would have The numbers would have gone quite big by now if that were if that held true. So it's not clear if how many new infections uh, the signs in the sewage represent, if they will turn into a new wave or it will just be a brief bump. It looks like it was probably just a brief bump, although numbers are going up, you know, in Europe. And we know that China locked down cities. So, you know, I know that uh, the wastewater levels are genuinely, you know, low, but they're starting to see that uptick. I I am not a fan of that job. I mean, I'd do it for the right amount of money, but sewer data and testing the sewers for COVID, no, no, thank you. No, 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 thank you. I do not want that gig. So, and they go, they go through a list of different wastewater sites that had the uptick in data, but, uh, you know, apparently, you know, there was an increase in uh, poop COVID in New York City area. There was an uptick in a poop COVID in Fairfield, Connecticut. And so there are places they monitor them all over the country. So poop COVID is uh, on the rise. So just, you know, be a little careful out there. Really like we have been. I mean, let's. I'm tired of the mandates. And I really, if you want to wear a mask, you wear a mask. I won't make fun. I, I really don't like to make fun of the people that still wear masks. Although I did see a guy in a, in a car driving the other day with a mask on. And I mean, that's just dumb, but you know, whatever, if you, if you feel the urge that you want to wear a mask in your day-to-day life, you go right ahead, but don't make the rest of us. Okay. All right. Good. Like, let's say you get to work and you want to take care of a little personal business, you know, by yourself. And you got no place to do it. Because, <laughs> I mean, of course, yeah, I guess you could use the bathroom stalls. But why? That's just, uh, you know, you don't want to be messing with that. You don't know who's going to walk in. So a company now, a Cypress-based adult website, Strip Chat, has installed four pods for its 200 employees, uh, you know, rotate him as needed. It's going to allow 30-minute paid breaks during work hours to make use of the pods, you know, so you could go lay down and take care of a little personal business. You don't know, you, you know, stress of the job and things are working up. So the pods are like uh, futuristic balls. Thank you. They're equipped with 4K screens Oculus Quest VR headsets, tissues, a comfortable chair. Ah, nice. You don't even have to. And and they say they're going to provide lube. 
Ah, oh, that's sweet. <laughs> that is sweet. So I hope they have a cry room along with, uh, you know, along with the uh, business room. I guess it's the cry room and the jack room and the... No, stop. Because the business room is if you went in as a couple, right? I guess if you're married at the Cypress-based adult website, Strip Chat, uh, then it would be a business room and you'd have to make sure that everything gets changed. But uh, if it's just a... I don't know what to call it. Uh, I guess it's a... You know, I don't know that it's a jack room. No, it can't be that. No. <laughs> <laughs> we have to come up with a name for the pods that people are using to pleasure themselves with at strip chat but good for them good for them that's coming to a workplace near you soon i don't know what made me think of this story about a woman who had uh, a, a glass tumbler stuck in her bladder for multiple years a 45-year-old went to the hospital complaining of a lower UTI, a urinary tract infection. And the doctors did their scans and they said, uh, Hey, you know you got a glass tumbler inside, inside you, right? <laughs> and I don't even know that this is a real story. I'm sorry. There's pictures here. I don't know that I believe it. Maybe, you know, it... The woman from Tunisia revealed that she used the drinking glass as a toy a number of years before. So you just forget it. And so and she inserted it into her urethra rather than the vagina. No, thank you. I, you know, I don't know that. I know that they claim that uh, there's a thing called urethral sounding. But, uh, okay, all right, they claim that perhaps, uh, you know, some sort of large object like that would heighten the pleasure, uh, but I didn't, I didn't realize that urethral sounding was a thing, but I guess it is in Tunisia. My gosh, we are in a, I love it. I, what am I saying? I love it. My gosh. Back off me, all right? There's so many stories we didn't get to. I mean, I didn't even talk about Jesse Smollett. I've had, I've had a, a story where he was placed in a psych ward uh, at Cook County Jail because they were uh, there was a note attached to his paperwork uh, saying that he was at risk of self-harm. He hollered that he wasn't at risk of self-harm, you dummies. And now he's out anyway. It doesn't matter. He's out. The judge said, go ahead, get out of here. You don't even have to pay any bail. You know what? Get out. I don't even want you in jail anymore. Get out of here. It's a personal recognizance bond of 150000 So he doesn't even have to put any money down. Just uh, get out of here and uh, we'll figure it out later because I, I don't want you in jail. What? And I guess he was only drinking water for fear of being poisoned or whatever. Jesse, what are you talking about? And I say Jesse lovingly because i know it's jesse sorry but it's just agonizing but anyway he's free and so we'll see what happens with that there's so many criminal cases out there and i see where Brittany griner the russian uh, court kept her in jail yeah she's still in jail in russia and she's gonna remain there so good luck god bless 
Uh, I mean, she's a huge WNBA star. I mean, she's a two-time gold medalist, seven-time WNBA All-Star, and she's probably going to miss the WNBA season that starts May 6th, and she faces up to 10 years in Russian prison. How's that hatred for the United States coming for you, Brittany? How's that How's that happening for you? Well, she was busy kneeling in front of the, you know, in front of the flag during the national anthem. So how's that working out for you, Brittany? You, I mean, I, I get it. I get it. With your, you know, that's what makes this country great is that you're able to kneel and protest. But it probably gives you a little bit different perspective from the Russian jail, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. There's that. All right, I'll get out of here. I'm going to go eat a bunch of eggs. I see where the half-Dutch, half-Brazilian beauty, the extremely fit 53-year-old with her toned abs, is uh, saying that she eats 3,500 calories in six to eight meals a day, and she eats about 150 eggs a month. I got to do some catching up. <laughs> I'm not sure what the eggs do, but if the eggs can make me look like a half Dutch, half Brazilian model at 53 years of age, I'm in. Give me the 150 eggs a month, okay? All right, good. Oh, and I got your emails at chewingthefatoftheblaze.com to participate in What's the Lie? Uh, that will be back. No problem. We didn't, we didn't do it today, but we will do What's the Lie in the future, and we're going to have participants, uh, listeners, instead of always having, you know, bringing a contestant that's from the studio. <laughs> so email me, tuningthefatoftheblaze.com. If you want to participate in the game show, What's the Lie? I will get back to you and let you know what we have to do to make that happen, okay? All right, thank you. Have a great weekend. Uh, for those of you listening to Chewing the Fat on the 18th of March, 2022, uh, I believe that my wife is going to become a grandmother again this weekend as it looks like another baby is on the way from my oldest son and his wife is my daughter-in-law. So, yay! Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.